Coming up today on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, you can get NBA League Pass for free. What games for the Charlotte Hornets should you go back and watch? We also give you another update on the big board in the Charlotte Hornets alternate universe and this. (laughs) They're in perfect position. Walker, that might be the funniest thing you've said on this show. That legitimately made me laugh. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. It's Locked On Hornets presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts still on the number one daily sports podcast network. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast and follow us on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Walker Mail. Doug's on Twitter at Doug Branson, LOH. And the show handle is on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. No basketball to watch, unfortunately. We're going to be without basketball for a while. If you listened to Adam Silver yesterday, he also discussed the fact that even after the 30-day suspension that was implemented pretty immediately, it doesn't seem like they're going to be coming back even after that 30 days. I know that was something that was even going to be far-fetched when he said at least 30 days. It was always going to be pretty far-fetched. Um, but Adam Silver also kind of saying that yesterday, we're going to be in this for a while. Uh, even Bobby Mark said maybe by May, but man, who knows at this point? I mean, I, I, I have no clue when this is going to pick up. There's just so much more information that comes out and we know that we have not hit the worst yet. Doug. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's just important that when it comes back that they do it in a safe way. And I know that's their main focus. So it might not come back you know, immediately where fans are able to watch the games, you know, it's going to get weird. um, But I think everyone's looking forward to the day when we can watch some live basketball. In the meantime, luckily, the NBA has done some things to allow us to watch some basketball, even if it's already happened. That's right. We do have some information. The NBA and Turner Sports are providing all fans with a free preview of NBA League Pass. So the league's premium subscription-based product that will be... Until April 22nd, this complimentary offering, this comes out from the NBA, by the way, this complimentary offering will provide you with access to full length and condensed replays of all games from the 2019-2020 season, as well as an expansive archive of classic games and content. That's awesome. You can redeem this free offer by signing into your NBA account through NBA.com or the NBA app on iPhone, iPad, and a whole bunch of other stuff. You can get it Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, Roku, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and other supported devices. So it got us thinking. It's not a whole lot to talk about because there's no current games being played, but we can go back to some of the best games that had been played this season. And Doug, there was a lot of really good games. I asked this to, um, to Eric Collins yesterday. I asked how good this season has been just from a play-by-play announcer perspective because there have been so many games that came down to the wire. So what were some of the favorite games that you had? Do you want to go in chronological order with some of the games that we've come up with? Or do you just want to go with maybe uh, the games that were the most exciting and then go from there? <laughs> this is not a time for order. <laughs> nothing mm-hmm. nothing is orderly right well, now. Well, you never think that. You, you don't abide by order anyway. It's true. I'm not a big fan of rules uh, unless they favor me. Now, if the rules favor me, then I'm yeah. a huge fan of rules. Big rules guy. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of bounce around here to things as I look at the schedule. I-, I would start, honestly, with that last game against Miami that took place on March 11th because I think 
you know, a lot of us were paying attention side by side to the news that was happening in Oklahoma City as that Utah game was getting canceled and then the NBA season getting suspended that I felt a little distracted during what was an amazing win for the Charlotte Hornets and, and honestly a, a dominating performance over a very good Miami Heat team, even though they didn't have Jimmy Butler. So I would love 143. Or I'm sorry, that was the Atlanta game. My, they, they did beat Miami on March 11th. And I want to go watch that game again and just sort of bask in the Hornets' ability to stomp the Miami Heat. Yeah, that was the Graham Wow game. That was the last Graham Wow that we got. So that was interesting to see him go for 30 points and uh, get Six that assist. victory. Yeah, 109 to 98. Are we a fan of Graham Wow? I feel like I am. I, just I like it. I mean, no. Graham Wow, Sham Wow, I get it. I like it. Thank you. I felt strong <laughs> about it. Thank you. I wanted a sympathy laugh. Graham Bam. Thank you, ma'am. Also very good. Uh, you look at that Miami game. Yeah, it was funny because <laughs> it's not like we were a hundred percent invested into that as all of the news was starting to break. Can you believe that that was beyond a week ago? That that was more than a week ago when we started to discuss some of the things that might happen with the rest of the NBA regular season. And I think it was yesterday, right, Doug? Yeah, it was yesterday that at the, it was yesterday that it was a week ago, right? The week, the one week anniversary of the NBA deciding to suspend the rest of the regular season. So Kirk Goldsberry comes out. ESPN has an article about all the games that you should go back and watch. And really there's a game for each team. And Kirk Goldsberry says that you should go back and watch Graham's garden party against, of course, the New York Knicks that happened on November 16th. That was uh, earlier. So November 16th, Devante was amidst a tear at that point. It was during him coming out and saying that I'm here. And it was crazy because Devontae Graham averaged like four points a game last year. Devontae was uh, amidst this breakout party. And then Graham, he, uh, Kirk Goldsberry writes, on that night, Graham drained nine threes, including the game winner against the Knicks on a perfect play design from coach James Borrego. And Doug, it's funny because it, it comes right after the night that Malik Monk hit a buzzer beater against the Detroit Pistons. They actually would play a couple of close games later on and the Hornets would always come out on top. But one night we got Malik Monk's buzzer beater. The next night we got Devontae Graham hitting a three at the end of the game. Teal eggs and Graham. Hmm? Teal eggs and Graham. Okay. Right. Not green yeah, eggs like and ham. That's it's very good. Teal eggs and Graham. Yay. All right. All right. Let me, let me, <laughs> let, thank you. Let me talk about Graham here for a you second. Won't. Yeah. If you want to go back early in the season, a couple of games to watch for him, New York on 11, 16, uh, you could also go to his game against uh, golden State. Uh, that would have been on 12-4. And then he had another game against Brooklyn, uh, another huge game, 12-11. So check that out, 12-11 versus the Brooklyn Nets. Those early Devontae Graham games before he hit a slump, I would definitely go check that, those out. Also, I mean, I want to go back and watch that win against Indiana on November 5th. Uh, that Talk about another uh, perfect uh, play drawn up by James Borrego, the, the sort of handoff play to Graham uh, to get them uh, into overtime and then some free throws to win the game. So like that, that to me, that's, that's a game I want to go back and watch as well. How about the month of November overall? If you look at crazy. when it started, no, it, it is. So they, they get the win against Golden State. It was ugly, 93 to 87, just a low scoring game. But then the next game is the game you mentioned, the overtime victory, 122 to 120 over Indiana. You look at another close one. It was just a two-point loss to Memphis and Doug on November 13th. I think that was the shot that John Morant hit. That was just nuts. Like, there's no way John Morant should have been able to get that shot off, but he did. So they suffer a two-point loss because of John Morant. 
Then right there, you can go consecutively those games in a row. Bam, you lose to Memphis because of John Morant. You get that win against Detroit because of a Malik Monk buzzer beater. The next game, you have the Devontae Graham garden party, as Kurt Goldsberry dubbed it. The Graham garden party is the one right after that. So three games in a row you got in November that were nuts. You could go back and watch either one of those. Now you have the loss against the Grizzlies, but you have those three games in a row. And then you come down a little bit where well, you hold have on, the one- hold on. You have to, you have to talk about the fact that two days later they would go to Toronto and get absolutely smacked. Not, I, well, I know, but you don't, don't look, don't watch it. But I just, you know, I remember that game and thinking, wait a minute, the Hornets, they've got a couple wins here. They, they almost beat Memphis. Hold on a second. And then Toronto said, Oh no, you're a bad team. Remember that? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. We were feeling good about ourselves. Yeah. We're not going to watch that one. The other one we're not going to watch is the Chicago bulls one. That's too painful. Zach Levine sets the record for most threes in a game at 13. I think he ties Steph Curry for the record with 13 threes. And the last one was just about as painful as you can possibly get. They win 116-115 after a turnover happened. Zach Levine, oh my God, that's as bad a loss. I, how many more painful losses, Doug, in the regular season can you remember besides that one to the Chicago Bulls? Yeah, where there's not-, not any kind of ramifications towards the postseason, just regular season, uh, yeah go into a game, not expecting a whole lot of merit based on how its season might end. Is there anything more painful than that? I don't recall one that had such an amazing run by the opposing team. I, I, the only thing I can think of that comes to mind right now is actually another sport. It was football when the Atlanta Falcons drove like 90 yards down the field on the Carolina Panthers. I don't even remember what season that was in. Was that uh, the knock? Was that the Nakamura play where he tries to, uh, he gets mossed by, I think it was like Roddy White or Julio Jones, Nakamura out of position. I think that might've been. Yeah, he was Naka in position. Um, yeah, he was not. So yeah, that you would know that better than I do. But uh, yeah, Carolina lose. I just remember that the Matt, um, uh, Matty Ice driving down the field. And I think that was the game where he said, you know, get the F out of my house or whatever. Anyway, God, another painful law. I go back to the, the Kimball Walker 60 point game. I really wanted to win that one. Jimmy Butler saying, no, no, thank you. I, that guy was ice cold as well. Yeah. And there's also plenty of opportunities to beat LeBron James that you can look back on. I mean, they, they certainly got their share of blowouts against LeBron James, but there also were a couple of close ones when he was in Cleveland, uh, that the Hornets had an opportunity to beat the King and they, with Kimba and they just were, were never able to, um, not the only close loss they've taken this season though. They had that overtime loss to Oklahoma city on 12, 27. Definitely don't go watch that one either. Um, but that one, Graham struggled uh, to shoot in that one, 6 of 21 from the field, 3 of 13 for 15 points. But he did have 13 assists. We didn't even mention the very uh, first game of the season, a 126-125 victory, 10-23. Go to that one against Chicago. And Devontae Graham, just from the jump, 23 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. And then I just want to read off just well, for, that was the PJ Washington game too. I mean, yeah. that was what we were all so excited about right. PJ Washington hitting all those. Oh, listen, the candle of hope was lit very early in this season and it almost went out before oh. the post all-star break period when uh, Devonte found his way out of a slump. Terry Rozier was playing amazingly and uh, PJ Washington was starting to come back on as well before the suspension. So yes, um, Go back and watch those early games. I just want to read Devontae Graham's December stats for a second. His December was just incredible. 19.8 points, 8 assists, and 4.4 rebounds. I mean, those are just – those aren't – I mean, just for for Devontae Graham, that's amazing, and they're going to get better, I think. 
Um, and your shooting numbers, you know, don't pay attention to those. But just the raw production was amazing. Man, that Chicago game, I might, if I were to choose one game right now to go back and watch before any of the other ones we talked about, you're right to bring up the season debut. Uh, Spectrum Center was lit, man. Like we went, we all went in expecting the Hornets to lose, even against the Chicago Bulls, because there were some pundits out there that actually liked what the Bulls had this season. They actually thought maybe they can make the postseason. And so everybody is mostly going in there thinking they're going to lose. And here's just another kind of boring first round pick in PJ Washington. Even if he did impress in the NBA preseason, here's another boring pick after he was hurt in the summer league and PJ comes in and runs things and we win. And I remember walking out of the spectrum center with everybody feeling so happy so happy that the Hornets won and it was just a joyous time. And eventually, yes. of course, the wins would not come nearly as plentiful. Well, as don't worry about that. Let's just, let's, let's, let's bask. Yeah. Go back and watch those wins and just bask in that glory for a moment. Two more suggestions. Cause I know we got to go to uh, go uh, to our second segment, mm-hmm. but um, Dallas on January 4th, we said before that Miami win, we said that that Dallas win was probably the best win of the season. And, and that, maybe Borrego's career, right? Like that was oh, kind of in that contention. Certainly, I think 123-120 overtime uh, win and Devontae Graham, a big part of that, 27 points, 13 assists. I mean, good night. Look at look at Devontae Graham's assist-to-turnover ratio. Just look at it. If you're feeling down, look at it and then feel happy for a second. And then my final suggestion, you got to go to Phoenix. Uh, this was on December 2nd. It was a loss but so don't watch the whole thing, especially not the end, but just find where biz hits the Euro step. Uh, I can actually get you in the second segment. I'll tell you exactly where it is. Cause I, I had a tweet pulled up and now it's not pulled up anymore, but I'll tell you exactly where the biz Euro step is. Just watch <laughs> that on loop. If you're feeling a little bummed, I'm excited about that. That'll be coming up in our second segment, but first Doug, tell us how important it is to support our local businesses. Yeah, for sure. We got some really wonderful sponsors on this show, but none uh, more than Queen City Beauty Group because they are a local business and we have to support our local businesses in any way we can now more than ever. We've we've told you over the weeks how amazing they are. Nichelle Mosley is an award-winning esthetician. They do custom skin treatments. They have an acne clinic. It's like no other spa in Charlotte. Here's the deal. They are still open and taking clients. They're using hospital-grade disinfectant after every treatment, even if the room isn't used. They're also rolling out a virtual consultation for remote clients, and we'll be telling you more about that soon if you're interested. If you can't pay Queen City Beauty Group a visit this week, consider an e-gift card to use later. You're going to need to treat yourself later and Queen City Beauty Group or someone you love and Queen City Beauty Group is a great way to do that. For the month of March, here's what they're doing. Queen City Beauty Group is offering e-gift cards for 30% off redeemable for future services. Gift cards are available in custom amounts from $35 all the way up to $1,000 and it's all at a 30% savings. To take advantage of this special offer, go to queencitybeautygroup.com You click shop at the top of the page and then click e-gift cards on the top of the next page. Remember, in times like these, small businesses need your support now more than ever. Queen City Beauty Group appreciates that support and your support of the Locked On Podcast Network. Queen City Beauty Group, skincare for all. We talk biz Eurostep next on Locked On Hornets. This is Locked On Hornets. 
Have you fallen out of love with uh, Lonnie Walker yet, or are you still in love with him? I think there's still a chance. Yeah, I think I there's know, still a too. chance. Yeah. I think he's uh, <laughs> playing pretty well right now. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. They have to fire. Devontae wins the race to the ball. There you go, the Biz Euro step. Oh, and all of its glory. Doug, how did you feel just even listening to that once again? Well, it's great. So I pulled this tweet up and it's from you. You're retweeting the Charlotte Hornets, uh, tweeting about tweeting the video. Oh, that's out. right. <laughs> and this is you. You said, I can't believe no one, including myself, pointed out the victim of that Biz Euro step 2.0 against the Phoenix Suns. And that victim, of course, was Devin Snooker. He got Oh, that's right. He got snooked on. Um, so <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, this, If you want to go like back it. and watch this, again, it's December 2nd against the Suns, and it would be third quarter at the 634 mark. That's when the break begins that leads to the Bismack Biombo, his second Eurostep, and then I believe he would hit another one later on against Chicago. I was going to say, that's his move. At yeah. some point, it's not as Signature, cool yeah. They need to add it. I've been trying to accomplish it on NBA 2K. Like, I'll just open up a practice session to get Biz to do the Eurostate. He won't do it. Um, at so some point. Ronnie 2K, figure this out. It needs to be his <laughs> signature move. At some point, it becomes like the MKG3 where it's like it's rare, but it's not worth mentioning anymore. Are we there with the Biz Euro step? It just doesn't happen. Um, I mean, how dare you? Much. No, of I'm, course I'm, of I'm, course, I'm, we're not. We mention every I, single one. We enjoy every single one, and we watch every single one on loopy loop. Now, the question I have for you is in this alternate universe that we're playing via Doug Branson's Nintendo Switch, have you seen a play written out on the game log that Bismack Biombo did indeed utilize the Euro step in whatever opponent that they're playing. Not yet. And unfortunately the game log doesn't give me that kind of detailed analysis. And, and honestly, I'm glad it doesn't because I think it would break the game. Like I think that my, it would break my switch. Like my switch would um, uh, spontaneously combust if uh, it had all of that power dunking right there on it. So I'm glad we can imagine that he does. That's just how he gets all of his buckets. If biz is it, if he's indeed playing over Billy, which doesn't happen anymore, but if biz somehow it's true, it's playing time over Billy. Then we know that if there is about 10 points scored, then five of those buckets came off of Eurostat. I, I, li okay. I like that thinking, man. We need, you know, that's it. It's the Hornets alternate universe. Anything is possible. And, and we're, we're kind of making it up as we go along. So I like it. Let's just use our imagination and believe what we want to believe. And we want to believe that Bismack Biombo scores all his points on Euro steps. I wish this segment had, uh, had music or some, I guess that's my job, but I wish this <laughs> what segment. What did you want me to do? <laughs> Why are you complaining to me? That is your job. I just Very wish it had cool. some cool like theme, like Hornets <laughs> alternate universe. It's the Hornets <laughs> alternate universe. Universe. I can go falsetto. I don't know if I can go that high. I don't know if that would be something that would enlighten. I, I don't know if I could do that. It's though. a word where biz hits all the Euro steps. <laughs> it's the Hornets alternate universe. You okay. don't think somebody's already made that song for us to record and play? You think that's an original by you, or do you think somebody may have made that? Already? I think I just made. I think I made it up right there. I think I created something from scratch. All right, are you? What do you want to know about the Hornets' alternate universe? They did not I, play a game since we last talked. They play tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers, So I'll I'll send that and update you on that next week. 
Um, but I can give you some social media tweets about what's going on in the Hornets alternate universe. Well, I know, I know this. If you can't give me a game, I thought there was a game played. All I see is PPD anytime I look at the Charlotte Hornets schedule. So I don't know exactly when they're supposed to play. And it makes me sad. So here, can you tell me about the big board, Doug? Are you watching any scouts in this alternate? Or are you scouting, I should say? Are you watching any prospects in this alternate universe? Is there a big board that you are kind of keeping your eye on this particular player that you may want to draft for next year when we do this segment again? Walker, Walker, of uh -huh. course. <laughs> I'm paying attention to the big board. Of course, I'm paying attention to the mock drafts in the Hornets alternate universe. And uh, so these are randomly generated prospects. These are not your actual um, NBA prospects that we'll be talking about soon. These are the Hornets alternate universe prospects. Which you'll learn soon enough <laughs> by the names that are given. Right. Yeah. So number one overall pick right now, we're looking at a shooting guard from the University of Kansas, 21 years of age, 6'8", shooting guard, Christian Burns, who has a sweet high fade right now. I mean, he's looking good. Man, 21 years old, you wouldn't expect Christian to be the number one overall pick. Usually they go to the freshman, the one and done. Yeah, you honestly, you have to go down to the third pick, Jonathan Norris, to get to a 19-year-old yeah. power forward out of Connecticut. But there are a lot of older players in this uh, in this lottery right now. Pat Palmer is a point guard out of Villanova, and he looks exactly what you think a Pat Palmer looks like. He is 22 years old, six feet tall, and he's the fifth overall prospect, according to Draft Express. Pat Palmer is your neighbor. That that's a neighbor guy. That's not a basketball player. I, I, pick, I don't picture him being a basketball player. No, the Pat Palmer doesn't sound like a basketball player. Pat Palmer sounds like he owns the like thrift store in mm -hmm. on main street. So <laughs> that's Pat Palmer. Uh, we've got Bryant Barkley coming in at six, Oscar long at seven, Rex Webster at eight. I swear these names, Oscar long, Rex Webster and Pat Palmer. These are like film noir characters. <laughs> like what are these? They play in black and white. That's where they play. Like with all shit. The, oh, you forget being 23 years old. These guys sound 53 years old. And then look, they number nine, number nine is Herman Cassell. Herman. That, that, I, what, what can you give us on Herman Cassell? Are, are the Hornets looking at him? Should we be excited about a potential landing spot? For Herman Cassell being with the Charlotte Hornets. I, I don't know if excited is the right word. He is right in the zone that the Hornets would pick. Right. Now, the Hornets are on a win streak right now, so they're actually falling down the lottery. They're probably sitting at 10 or 11. Herman is rated at 9 by Draft Express. 24 years old. He's an God. old guy. Out of Drake, <laughs> shooting guard, sharpshooter, 6'3", 219 pounds. Hmm. Yeah, we do need a shooting guard, right? Like it's it's the way that Rick Bennell puts it. They have guys that can play shooting guard, but they don't have a shooting guard. So maybe Herman Cassell. And I did hear that he was related to Sam Cassell. So you know that he's got a good brain. He's got a high basketball IQ, especially with his dad being an NBA point guard. So I, you know, I think I'm okay with this draft pick. I'm looking at wingspans now. We got Curtis Lydon. He's the third overall pick. He's a center prospect. Fourth overall, excuse me, 7'4 wingspan. Wow. Wingspan? I think I said wingspan there. Wingspan? Yeah, no T. Quinn Sampson is a small forward. He's uh, right in that lottery selection. He's a 7'3 wingspan, 19 years old, out of tough to say where is he out of uh, i gotta view his prospect card this is all this is all not made for what i'm trying to do here but yeah i think the hornets right now they got to be looking at herman cassell which i don't even think i don't think he's related to sam cassell in that he's like his nephew i think he's like he's actually sam cassell's grandfather who somehow traveled 
forward in time in order to be selected. Savvy move by Herman Cassell traveling forward in time in order to be a pro in order to be a lottery selection, probably to the Charlotte Hornets. But yeah, defensively, um, he's he's going to be solid at the shooting guard position, three point scoring, athleticism, and mid range scoring. This guy's a multi. Look, Herman, multi level score. <laughs> You're starting to like what you see right now. Whoa. <laughs> Overall, right now, they think he might be a B plus. 24 years old. I mean, that to me is the... That age scares me, yeah. Strong vertical leap will help him finish through traffic. He appears to have a knack for steals. A knack, which is a word that Herman would use. He would. He loves the word yeah. knack, like knickknacks, which he collects and puts on his uh, boudoir. I think this guy can create his own <laughs> shot at the next level, says random scout that is for the Hornets weaknesses he can get to his spots okay but he's not great at holding them uh it's tough you know especially because he has arthritis um he's sort of a black hole on offense he was around when the universe was just a black hole not a lot of passing from this guy we just hope he doesn't pass away honestly he's so old what are some of the things that we should be looking for in the next game, Doug? What are some of the things, if, if I were to ask you three things, just rapid fire, three things you want to see in the Charlotte Hornets next game that they have in this alternate universe that we're breaking down for the people, what are the three things that you want to see most more than anything? Well, listen, James, virtual James Borrego has gone rogue. Um, he's in no danger of being fired because he's on a four game winning streak. I can't really complain about it right now. So, but he's just completely disobeying all of my orders. So look for that. Look for more minutes for Billy. Look for more minutes for Nick Batum. They're playing excellently in this virtual war world. And then Malik Monk's starting, I guess. So deal with that. Terry Rozier. Deal with that. Sixth man of the year. So we'll be looking uh, forward to that, that breakdown tomorrow. Also, we'll be looking forward to something that we'll be announcing in the next segment that we will be doing tomorrow, along with David Walker. Find out next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Final play, though, was pretty, pretty doo-doo. You missed the shot, you missed the shot, but that was, and that good. It was reminiscent of Hornets inbounds years past. I was going to say, yeah, it was doo-doo, as you said, and it reminded of, what was a, the other shot that you didn't like, Doug? It's a technical uh, the, term, the technical basketball term. I'm a smart what? basketball guy. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. It's something that we've been wanting to do for a while, um, but we just never really delivered on. I know that's unlike <laughs> us. I know anytime that we say we're going to do something, we usually 100% get that done for all of our listeners because we care about them so much. But this time, we're really going to do it. The coronavirus times, they have called upon us to give you guys extra content. Sure enough, we're going to do that, Doug. What are we going to do for our listeners tomorrow? Tomorrow, we will be going live on all of the Locked On Live platforms, doing a live game rewatch, digging back into history and going back through an important game in Charlotte Hornets history. We've decided to select the 1993 playoff series against the Boston Celtics. If you're a Hornets fan, you know what happened in this game, but we are going to relive it specifically game four, the deciding game for the Hornets. I won't spoil the ending. Maybe, you, maybe you've been living under a Charlotte Hornets rock for a long time and you have no idea what happened in this game. So I won't spoil it for you. 
Um, but maybe you're Herman Cassell and you've traveled forward through time, so you haven't experienced that game yet. Um, so I won't spoil it for you, but we will be watching the fourth quarter together. Here's how you uh, find out about it, find out when we go live. You got to follow Locked On Live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or Twitch, wherever you like to watch live things happen. You can search for Locked On Live. Follow that account as soon as we go live. Around 12 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow, you will get an alert on your device, whatever you're using, your rotary telephone, you'll get an alert somehow, and it will tell you that we're going to be live. David Walker will join us, uh, of course, of Let the Boys Watch, formerly of this show. He comes on and guests with us uh, every once in a while. He'll be on the show. It could be a mess. It could be amazing. So you have to tune in and figure out um, how, how we actually execute this thing. There is no telling. I'm excited about that. We have been talking about that. We at least did at the beginning of really this season. Never really did it. Uh, We're going to do it tomorrow. I'm excited to watch that game and break that down. Uh, Just the fourth quarter, Doug, are we going to watch the entire game? Well, the entire game is about an hour and a half long, even even though it's condensed. You know, we take all the commercials out of it and everything. But uh, so I think we just watched the fourth quarter. That'll take about 40 minutes-ish, 30 minutes-ish. So we can just kind of enjoy all of that goodness um, of the Hornets winning their first ever playoffs. Ah, oh, damn it. I gave it away. I didn't, all I didn't right. give away how it happened. No, that's right. That's important. Uh, you're not as dedicated as I am to watch the entire game. That's fine. I care about my listeners and your listeners a little bit more than you do. That's okay. Doug, I also know you wanted to talk a little bit about how the real life NBA draft, the draft that does not consist of Herman Cassell's and uh, uh, Herman Cassell's and Rex Webster's what's going on with the real NBA draft that you wanted to share. Yeah, no Pat Palmer's in this one. We're talking about real NBA prospects, but unfortunately I've been reading this article on the athletic, uh, by the way, I think the athletics running a special, like a lot of people are uh, to get. So if you want access to that, check them out because I think you can get 90 days free, I believe, um, with them. But Sam Vecini writing for the Athletic uh, 2020 NBA Mock Draft version 4.0, and he calls it frozen in time. And that really is accurate. I mean, all of these prospects, they didn't, you know, a lot of them didn't get to play, finish out their conference tournaments. A lot of them are are not going to get to showcase their talents in the NCAA tournament. And we've seen time and time again, players, um, whether it's right or wrong for the team that eventually drafts them, uh, players are able to affect their draft stock by playing in the NCAA tournament and surprising people and putting together big performances on a big stage. None of them have are going to have that opportunity. But more than that, there's a question about whether they'll even get to work out for teams, whether they'll do certainly not group workouts, but even individual workouts. How how is all of that going to happen? Big questions surrounding that and especially the timing of things. Uh, if and when the NBA actually resumes action, do you how do you make that work where you're scouting for the draft and also play like it's it's just a big mess. And I, I think all in all, when they do eventually draft it up, you, you might see some craziness because a lot of teams are going to have limited information. It's going to essentially be like all of these players are international prospects that we don't have full readouts on. And um, it's it's crazy. Well, the Hornets draft guys that they don't work out anyway. So maybe the Hornets <laughs> come <in from> They're <laughs> they in should, perfect position. They should be fine. They've been training for this day. Just <laughs> 
His time was upon That's it. so funny. The Hornets are like that joke that everyone, that your dad has certainly said by now, that he's been practicing social distancing for years. Like, that's mm-hmm. the Hornets right now. They've been practicing draft prospect social <laughs> distancing for years. That, Walker, that might be the funniest thing you've said on this show. That legitimately made me laugh. Mitch Kupchak just nudged us and gave us a wink saying, yeah, we've been ready for this baby. Mitch Kupchak ready to go. We don't also, have any all-stars on this team. <laughs> you remember the, the incident NCAA tournament. There is a lot of people that showcase their skills in a large way there. I mean, how about Kimba Walker? Yeah. I, does Kimba Walker get drafted ninth overall? If he doesn't run the big East and then run the NCAA tournament and win the championship. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Frank Kaminsky, certainly benefited from his almost championship run into the final. I think, you know, he was highly regarded. Uh, he would have been drafted, I think, you know, in the first round, but certainly I think he improved his draft stock and eventually was drafted by the Charlotte Hornets. All right, that wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Rejecting the Screen. Make Do sure it. you have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.